Hello and welcome to the first episode of Old Fox, Young Fox, a show where two worlds collide over business issues we all face, with your hosts, Oliver Happy and Jeremy Willich. This episode is brought to you by Independent Perspective, a strategic and creative UK-based consultancy. For a fresh perspective on your business, head over to independentperspective.co. So first, a bit of introduction. Who's the old fox in this scenario, Jeremy? <laughs> I didn't want to be the old fox, but apparently... Really? Because I think it was your idea. <laughs> but apparently you've taken the young fox. Um, okay, I'm the old fox. I'm, my name is Jeremy Woolidge. I've been in marketing and business for around 35 years, uh, mainly around marketing, communications, branding, but increasingly in business strategy, marketing strategy, and all that sort of stuff. And I'm fascinated by the changes that are going on and how business is responding to the huge transformational changes that we're all experiencing. And having met my man here... Is this the bit where you want me to introduce myself? <laughs> I just struck it. Who the hell are you? <laughs> we're such close friends that you forgot who I am. Right, well, perhaps I'll just introduce that myself first then, bit, Jeremy. That first bit was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Oliver Happy. I've been in marketing for about 15 years and almost exclusively in high tech. So I've got a bit of a unique perspective when it comes to how things are emerging and how easy they are and everybody should be doing it. And what we're thinking is that your broader experience is going to temper that with a bit of reality. Hopefully, although, um, you know, I think that there's real benefit in having the synergy of uh, lots of different people having different ways of thinking around particular subjects. Are you saying you care about other people's opinions? Occasionally. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to pick a topic. We're going to duel it out. We'll talk about the pros and cons. And once we get to the end, we'll, we'll have a verdict for you. There'll be something that you can take away and download that'll help you in your business. And from time to time, we may even find businesses that would like a bit of advice on that particular topic. And we'll find them an expert. What do you reckon? Definitely. So what we've uh, put together now is a cheat sheet, which will allow anybody that listens to this show to head over to oldfoxyoungfox.com slash one for episode one. Do you just one. want to explain where Old Fox Young Fox came from as a name? Yeah, why don't we? So I turned up at your house and I said, Jeremy, I think that uh, I need to learn about some of this digital media stuff. I feel like it's kind of leaving me behind. And why don't we start a show where as we learn about these things, we share them with other people? And it's also this belief that, you know, you can learn as much from the past as you can from the future. And by bringing them together, you have something that's quite powerful. Yeah. And I seem to remember it was actually you, for the record, that said, what about old folks, young folks? Because I would never call you Very old. good. I couldn't have said that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is the old fox and the young fox talk these things through. And, and by talking them through, we help other people who are also considering some of these strategies and technologies and ideas. Whilst educating ourselves. Indeed. So again, oldfoxyoungfox.com slash one. Download your cheat sheet on questions to ask yourself to know if blogging is right for your business. Okay. So take three, Jeremy. <laughs> How about, uh, I think that Today, what we really need to start with in this episode one is blogging. Right. Well, I think that uh, I'd make a great blogger. I've always wanted to do it. Don't really know how. I'd be really interested in, going, in knowing more about this. So start perhaps by explaining what a blog is. 
Okay, so a blog is a series of articles that sit on a website that are designed to educate and inform that are written by someone who's perceived to be an expert. And the value of having a blog on a website is what? So let me take you back a step and say most of us now have websites. There's millions of them on the internet. Therefore, getting found, which is kind of the main goal of a website, arguably, is harder. How do you stand out from the pack? Google recognizes this. And so when you go into Google, which is just about everybody does, and you type in car sales, it brings up a series of car yards in your local area. The one at the bottom of the list on page eight that never gets seen is the one that just talks about cars, prices, contact details, the way that we used to do websites and the way that most websites still function. This extra layer on top of a blog means that the one car sales website, Jeremy's Autos, that happens to have a blog article, 10 things to think about when you're buying a car for your daughter. Google reads that, sees it's a nice long bit of text, really helpful, has some good language in it, and it puts it to the top of the results. You get seen on the first page, people come to your website, walk into your yard, you make more sales. That's the idea. So the first benefit is it gives you visibility. That's right. So if you've got a blog, irrespective of what's in it, you get increased visibility through Google. Yeah, Great. yeah, and that's a really good point, irrespective of what's in it. Okay. The quality of what's out there, perceived to be expert, not necessarily okay. expert. Okay. So how can you use a blog, if you want to use it sort of in a sensible way in, in order to add value to your business and add value to people, your customers and so on, how could you be using it? In terms of? The value that it can add. Yeah, okay. So, so if we think of the website as something we all have and a place that we can get found, the website's also about how we are perceived, how we come across the value that we add as a business, as a car yard, if we keep using that example. Um, the blog really adds to that by demonstrating thought leadership, which is a fancy way of saying by educating and helping people. And by demonstrating, we know cars, we know the things that you need to think about when you're buying a car. Therefore, trust us and talk to us before any of these others. So it can give you credibility. Yeah. It's about positioning. Yeah, that's um, right. And all that good stuff. Very much so. Can anybody do a blog? I would say yes, in the same way that anybody could build a car. But it'd be a question of time and effort. So <laughs> you've seen over the last few weeks and months how much time it's taken us to build our site. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a bit of an idea about it. I've built a few of them. But, you know, each time we get together, I'll say, oh, we're almost there, Jeremy. I've pretty much got it. And then it takes a few more weeks. So which bits do you think you need to pull in expertise? Why and which bits do you think, you know, one can do oneself? Yeah, well, I'd say there's two parts to it. And we've talked about this, haven't we? There's the building of the blog. So think of it as have website, add blog on top. So a blog section to the website. So that's a technical and, thing. And yeah, the technical part of building the blog into your website, that part I would get help for if we ever did it again. And then the content bit. Which is the second part. That part, I would say most content that's out there at this stage of the blogging world growing, the bar is still fairly low. That content is generally written by the people in the business who understand the topic. So it's written by Jeremy, the car salesman. And, um, and if he's a good writer, that's great. If he's, he's not, not yeah. somebody else in the business will probably be able to help him. Or he will go back to the person who built the website and say, can you give us a few tips on this? Or he'll type into the internet, into Google, how to blog. Right. And he'll get five tips from a blog. Very good. So part of this process for us is us building a blog and then building a website and going through this, um, this journey 
and sharing that with others and getting some experts in. Something that I think is important is that we'll have the cheat sheet, you know, the giveaway that, yeah. that each episode will have. And something we'll include in there is a series of resources because as we go through and we build our website on WordPress using Bluehost, etc., we'll list all those things in there also. Great. And it would be great also to hear from people about their experiences when they're building their blogs and see if they're working with tools that we don't know about or haven't used that may not be better than what we're using. Yeah, that's right. I think we probably need to get an expert in here as well. Yeah, that'd be great. So we'll, we'll find somebody who really knows about building blogs and building websites and ask them some more questions about it. What do you think about that? I think that's really interesting. I'm still to be convinced, however. I suppose part of me, because I'm used to more traditional forms of communication and advertising and so on, I wonder about the opportunity cost of it, the amount of time and effort it takes to produce a blog and the evidence that it actually works. I'm not totally convinced that it does. Hmm. Sometimes I think I'd rather be putting the effort into a direct marketing campaign or into just ringing up clients and generating business. Hmm. And also I think it probably takes some specialist skills and a lot of people don't seem to appreciate that. Writing well in a way that enrolls people is a skill. I don't think it's something that anybody can do. Hmm. And I feel that with many of these blogs, it's passed down to the secretary or a junior member of staff because it's just one of those things. It's a, They're going through the motions to a degree. Hmm. And I'm not sure that a lot of smaller organizations have the resources or the time to commit to it. Hmm. Or indeed, that they should prioritize it over some of the more traditional tools that they've got available to them. Hmm. Okay, so you made about 35 points there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's attack them one by one. Take your choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first I would say that if you think back in the day when someone said, I need a flyer, that was a particular set of skills to put a flyer together, right? And you probably needed people to go and do that for you. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd use a copywriter and all that sort of stuff. but Precisely. But ultimately, it's about the content. It's about the quality of the content. Yeah. And if you're just going through the motions in order to, for Google to spot you so you get a higher rating, that's one thing. But if you want to actually produce material that engages with your customer, Mm -hmm. that's something quite different. True, true. But most people can't afford that. They're already stretched. They're already busy. They don't have much time. I mean, do you see blogging as a substitute then for these more traditional forms of communication to our customers or, or do you see it as complementary? I see it as complementary. And I think that it's important to recognize that this really is an additional string to the bow. I think that's really important because my experience of this is very often something new comes along, people become very, very enthusiastic. And it's as if things in the past just didn't exist anymore. Mm. And you've seen this all over the place with the internet, where particularly with things like internet retailing, where suddenly the whole notion of having a shop, a bricks and mortar shop, is seen as being passe and out of date. And you close all your shops, you stick everything on the internet, only for five years later to realize that people actually like going into a shop, feeling the merchandise, the whole shopping experience is part of selling. Yes. And sure, the shopping experience has to change and be contemporized and so on and so forth, but it is complementary and I think it's really important. And I think for me, it sort of highlights the fact that there's a whole generation of people who are completely comfortable with all things new media. And there's another group of us who are outside of that and it's outside of our experience. I mean, mm. my children, um, they don't watch television anymore. They do everything on their laptop. And for me, that's quite alien. And as, you know, bearing in mind that most marketeers now and most people in the creative industries, you know, the advertising world, the PR world and so on and so forth, 
an awful lot of them are under the age of 30 or in their 30s or whatever. Gee, that sounds very young. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, it does. And for me. Uh, You know, they're very familiar with it. And I sometimes feel that they forget us who aren't that au fait with it. Mm. And bearing in mind that whilst my daughter might decide to buy a car, my daughter's 22, it's me who ends up paying for it. So I'm involved in the buying process as well. So they might be getting to her, but they're not getting to me. And I think that starts to become a real issue. Yeah. And that's where I think that blogging as a new tool shouldn't be considered a silver bullet. And it's about target audiences. It's Mm. about understanding who your targeted audiences really are, how they communicate, how they like to receive information, and so on. And building a mix that suits the people that you are targeting. I think this is a really interesting conversation, actually, because for me, this is embodied in the concept behind um, old fox, young fox. Mm. It's where you know, the experiences of the older people are integrated with the experience of the younger people and have something at the end where both communities are able to communicate with each other and there's added value in it. Absolutely. And if I think of myself, and I'm probably middle of my career now... Um, I think of you as being a young man, actually. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> but I look around and I think, what don't I know? Yeah. In order to lead a team, what else do I need to know? Yeah. And I look at the people around me and I think, who's been there and done that? And I don't know how many people think that way, but I think more of us should. And by working together and talking things out, we all learn. Well, I have to say, you're making a a convincing case for it. I'm much more in favour of blogging now than I was before. I suppose it's... um, I would still have issues around the quality of the content that you put out. I still think a lot of attention needs to be given to that because you're asking people to give up some time and they're expecting some real value back. And I think that probably is more difficult to keep generating that sort of content than one might think. And I suppose also there's this thing about reputational risk, because if you go out and you get it wrong once, mm. then potentially all that previous investment you made um, is for nothing. So I suppose it's a, a double-edged sword, this thing. You're right. There is a reputational risk. But if we consider the, let's just say you're writing the 10 things to do to help your daughter buy a car. And let's say you put something in there that comes across a bit demeaning to the daughter and it offends a couple of people. You pull the blog post or you just open the blog post up and edit the text and click save. Mm. And that's it, fixed. And people respond to blogs, do they? You're encouraging responses. Yes. So at the bottom of every blog post, you'll have a share button so they can share it to somebody else to help their mate who might also be looking for their daughter to buy a car. Um, And you just press share and off it goes. And that's much faster than picking up the yellow pages, leafing to the right page and saying, here's Jeremy's Autos ad. I think you should check it out. Right. So let's run people through the plans for the show. We've told them what it's about. We've talked about the first topic. Um, what's coming next? Well, one of the things we want to do is get guests on who are expert in their own right, who we can then challenge. Sure. And um, hopefully they can teach us what they've learned and we can add a little bit of value to them. They can add a bit of value to us. And if people want to communicate with us and give us their views, we can put them to the experts as well. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So that concludes another episode of Old Fox, Young Fox. Well, it's not another, is it? It's the first. The first episode of Old Fox, Young Fox. We'd love you to share this podcast with anybody else you think it will help. We make this to help people, so please do that. Um, Send them over to oldfoxyoungfox.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay, so take three, Jeremy. <laughs> Is this the bit where you want me to introduce myself? <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> We're such close friends that you forgot who I am. <laughs> Sweet. That worked well. I think we've got that recorded. Great. Done. <laughs> oh, what